This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. God's devotion to this man that even though he he got all puffed up and arrogant with his education God stepped into his world and dealt with him and and humbled him and as my boss in Youth with a Mission used to say you know when we do God's job of exalting ourselves in the presence of men then God does our jobs he tells us to humble ourselves and he will exalt us but if we exalt ourselves he'll humble us there isn't a more dangerous place than when we have a proud, haughty spirit. God is in the business of humbling the proud and giving grace to the humble. As Pastor Robert continues his teaching through the book of Acts, he'll be reminding us that we don't really have anything to boast about in ourselves. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. chapter 9. We need to remain teachable. One of the things that we'll see today in our study is that there was was a young man who forgot that. You know, the scripture tells us that knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. Love love builds people. But knowledge can sometimes get in the way. And uh, I remember several years ago having a young man that applied to Bible college. He was shocked and amazed to learn that my letter of recommendation was a plea with the Bible college to turn him down. Why would a pastor do that? And uh, because you're not ready for it, is the bottom line. You know, there's um, it's kind of like wealth. Have you ever noticed how many lottery winners are destroyed by the money? There are people who are simply not ready for that kind of responsibility. Well, even more so with knowledge, there are people who are simply not ready for it. And there's a young man that we're going to take a good hard look at today, for whom that was definitely true. He wasn't ready for the knowledge that he acquired and the education that he was given. Now, in God's grace and mercy, you know, he works with us where we are, doesn't he? He takes us. I was talking with one of the brothers a little while ago about that. I'm so grateful for the fact that God in his commitment to us, his faithfulness toward us, you know, he'll take us and deal with us right where we are, you know, whatever that means. If he needs to give us a spanking, then a spanking is what we get. It used to baffle my children when I told them that God sometimes gives us spankings. They didn't quite understand that. Not sure they do even yet. Some of you don't either. But you can be sure that He will teach you about it if you're His children because He loves you too much to let you get away with stuff. And, uh, and we see that. We see God's devotion to this man that even though he, he got all puffed up and arrogant with his education, God stepped into his world and 
dealt with him and, and humbled him. And as my boss in Youth with a Mission used to say, you know, when we do God's job of exalting ourselves in the presence of men, then God does our jobs. He tells us to humble ourselves and He will exalt us. But if we exalt ourselves, He'll humble us. And uh, we see that today. In the book of Acts, we, we see the birth of the church and, and thousands of people coming to the conclusion that Jesus from Nazareth is their Messiah, the one that God had predicted. And all of a sudden, as these thousands enter into fellowship with one another, it becomes obvious there are needs that are not being met. There are a lot of widows who are not getting by. You know, their physical needs are not being cared for. And so the church, the Christian, says, you know, we need to do something. And so they began to provide you know, material sustenance. They began to, to distribute food to the widows. And one group of the widows, the Hellenists, those who had uh, assimilated more into the Greek culture, they were Jewish, but they had somewhat abandoned their Jewishness, their Jewish culture, and, and assimilated into the Greek culture around them. And, and they said to the apostles, we're not, we're not being treated fairly here. The, the, the Hebrew widows are, are getting their fair share of the food distribution, and we're being neglected. And the apostles said, well, we, we can't leave prayer and the study of the Word to deal with these practical issues, but these practical issues need to be dealt with. So they said to the thousands who were their congregation there in Jerusalem, you folks need to look around and you need to identify seven godly men, seven men of, of integrity, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, and we'll appoint them to deal with this. And they did that. And so Stephen was one of the seven, brought to the forefront, identified as, as, as a, a servant of God who was wise, who was full of the Holy Spirit, a man of integrity. He began to serve. He began basically to assist in the distribution of the food. It was a practical job in the church. But we're told that he was also articulate. He understood the Old Testament Scriptures. And so as he went into his own synagogue, he started talking to him about his relationship with the Lord. He began to prove to him from the Old Testament that Jesus from Nazareth was their Messiah. And it made a lot of people mad. The book of Acts tells us, Luke, the writer of Acts, says they couldn't argue with him. He knew what he was talking about. But neither could they dispute the spirit with which he shared what he had to say. He did it with gentleness and respect. As Peter tells us, we always must. Now that's a, that's a challenge that I'm putting out there to you because we see an awful lot in the South Beach community done in the name of Jesus Christ that's not done in gentleness or respect. It's done disrespectfully and harshly, loudly, obnoxiously. That's a violation of Scripture. When the gospel of Jesus Christ is presented in anger and not in gentleness, disrespectfully of people rather than respectfully. It's a violation of the Word of God. And it's important for us to understand that. Always be ready to give an account, make a defense for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. Stephen did that. Because he did it in a way that they really couldn't argue with, they paid some liars, the Bible tells us, to step up and accuse him falsely. And they took him and stoned him to death. And the Bible says that Saul of Tarsus voted for it, stood there approving it, and was there holding the coats of the people who were actually casting the stones. Interesting thing. This young man, it seems he was a part of the Sanhedrin. He had to have been at least 30. We know he was young, but he had to have been 30 if he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He also had to have been married, even though we're never told anything about his wife. There's an allusion to the possibility that maybe he was married. If he was indeed a member of the Sanhedrin, then he had to have been. 
It would seem that if that's the case, his wife left him later. But Saul of Tarsus stands there giving approval to the death of Stephen. He hears at Stephen's trial an eloquent presentation of the history of Israel, a presentation of Jesus as the Messiah. Saul hears that, and we see it come up later in the Scriptures. He also witnesses Stephen being stoned to death and yet holding fast to his conviction that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Son of God, was crucified and rose again on the third day. And apparently that troubled him. And I'll show you why I say that in just a minute. Beginning of chapter 9, we're told, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So here you've got this guy who now makes it his mission in life to identify and capture Christians. See, apparently we're told with the death of Stephen, when they stoned Stephen to death, it it just completely freaked out the early Christians. They, They began to scatter. They began to go here and there and scatter you know, around the world. And, and all of a sudden, this church in Jerusalem, it had been maybe as many as 25,000 people at this point, began to, to get out of town because they recognized what was taking place. Saul continued to breathe out threats and you know, murderous accusations. He was, he was looking to kill. He wanted to eradicate Christianity. Now, it wasn't yet known as Christianity. They referred to it as the way at this point. He wanted to eliminate the followers of Jesus Christ. He saw it as a blight, as a heresy within Judaism, and he wanted to eliminate it completely. And so he sets out to do that. These people have scattered. Apparently a bunch of them went to Damascus. Later on, one of the Caesars, and it wasn't too much after this, and I wish I had better details on it, but one of the Caesars, if if I remember right, actually persecutes and executes something like 10,000 Christians in Damascus not too long after this. I mean, there was a large group of Christians in Damascus. And maybe that's why Saul says, I want to go to Damascus. I want to round them up. I want to bring them back to Jerusalem so that we can stone them to death. And that's really the idea. He gets this authority from the high priest to go and do that. It's his focus. I mean, can you imagine? This was his consuming focus. This was his mission in life. Defending what he considered to be Orthodox Judaism from these heretics. We're so glad you joined us today for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening in Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts, but just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven. This book shares insights, research from the Bible itself, that give us a picture of what heaven will be like and may challenge some of what you previously believed about our eternal home. 
This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.